0: There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for who? All the people. All the people. I love that. I love that. The message of God so loved a few people, right? No, that God so loved the world that when the message came that it was good news for all the people. It was good news for Heidi. And it's good news for Manuel and Sylvia. It's good news for you and for me. It's for all the people. So you guys. The first thing that you need to understand, when Jesus Christ came into the world and they said his name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us, you need to understand that that us means everybody. That message right there, the good news that will cause great joy is for all of humanity. Every single person. In Romans chapter 10, it says this. Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and he richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Man, when you're reading the Bible, don't miss these little nuances. That verse right there is great news for you today. And so if you're here, and you're wondering if God is for you today, if you're wondering if you've been too bad of a person, that maybe God can't love you, that, that is such a lie from the pit of hell, by the way, can I just tell you? One of the greatest things is Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, was a murderer of Christians. Anybody done that, by the way? Just, okay, okay, no hands, good. See, in Paul, what he says is, he goes, the grace of God was shown me the worst of sinners, so that through me, all of you could understand that the grace of God is for you. There's not a person in this room, anyone who believes, all who call on his name, everyone. I love it, man. Christmas is good news for all the people. All right, let's go on. Luke chapter 2, continuing with verse 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. And he is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. All right. So how badly does our world need peace today? I mean, seriously, guys. It's just, um, how badly, let me ask you this, how badly does your soul need peace today? You know, um, with what happened in Newtown and in that shooting, um, in, in, a, in an instant, here's what's crazy. Is one person by one act was able to destroy peace all across the world. If you wonder if God is with us, do you guys under, do you guys catch this? Do you understand that everything, everything you do affects everybody around you? It does. And so when you do something of that magnitude, the reverberations of that, the shock actually went through the world. And I don't know, you guys, I don't know about you, I was actually working on this message and Susie shot me a text from her mom. Her mom heard it first and so I went on the website and and looked up and as soon, can you guys remember where you were? Let me just ask you a question. As soon as you heard that news, did peace leave your soul? If it didn't, I, I won't even go there if it didn't. If that didn't disturb you, you see, it disturbed the peace. And what's crazy is, when the angels came, and this is what's wild, you guys, what we're talking about today. This message today was already planned. It, ha- it had nothing to do with, we obviously didn't know that was going to happen on Friday. And it could not be a better message to give. That God is with us. And that peace he, he said, I want to have peace on this earth. But it happens for those on whom my favor rests. Now, I, I, I read as much as I could last night. I got up early again. I, I tried to scan the, all the news on the website that I could. And so here's what you know, right? Everybody's trying to figure out what? Exactly. His dad says it. I don't know why. His aunt says, I don't know why. So they're going to try to piece this together and we're going to try to figure out why. I don't know either, right? I'm not going to speculate anything. But I think I know one thing. That Adam Lanza did not have peace. Can we at least agree on that? That somehow in his soul, there was a lack of peace. See, that's really frustrating to me. This is is when it gets frustrating. It's to know that the angels came and said, I've got good news. A savior, someone who can save you. And this is good news for everyone, for anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. And there's peace on earth. But it's for those on whom his favor rests. And I know another thing, not only did, did Adam not have peace in his soul, but now because he didn't, <laughs> how many other people don't? Man, I tell you, it's weird to have elementary school kids <laughs> on a day like Friday. Man, school got out early, and you do, right? Right? You just hug them and you hold them. and You know, it's so funny. One of the things we try to tell our kids when they're teased and when they're rejected and when people are mean to them at school is we simply try to tell them, just remember this one thing, that hurt people hurt people. Do you guys know that? Hurt people hurt people. And, uh, and so now we've got all these moms and dads and brothers and sisters and grandparents and friends who, God, who have to go through Christmas like this, you know? And now you've got all these little kids who are in that school and who knows the trauma that they're going to have. See, most of us, I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen in our lifetime? We never know. It does feel like it's getting a little darker around here. I don't know about you. And um, But I want to tell you, the message of Christ, He came, man, if you've ever studied the Roman Empire, if you've ever studied the rulers who were in power when Christ came into the world, oh my gosh, it was a sick place. There was no value for humanity at all. It was ridiculous. When you read what the Roman Empire was like and you realize Christ came in with such a different way, you realize he came at just the right time to show how uniquely different his life is. And so today, there is peace for you, for me. There actually is peace for those moms and dads. And there's peace for those kids. There is peace on this earth for anyone on whom his favor rests. Okay? So let's can we just pray? I think you might have prayed at the beginning of the service, but can we just pray together? I want to pray with you and let's just lift up blessing one more time and then let's ask God to speak to us about how we can have peace on this planet. Lord, man, um, again, I, I know we're going to pray and we're going to continue to pray, and, but I just want to ask right now specifically that you would be the God of all comfort and the God of compassion for every one of these people in Newtown who are just broken and who've experienced loss like we're not supposed to experience here. And Lord, we do ask that you, Jesus, as the Prince of Peace, would come and bring that to them today. God, I also want to really ask that your church, that, that everyone of, of your children who live in Newtown and the surrounding areas, everyone that you're alive in, that you would empower your church to really be your hands and your feet and your comfort and your help, your encouragement. Give them grace, God, to know what to say and what not to say. Help them to know when to come alongside of and to help and when just to give space. Just give them perfect wisdom. And now today, God, I just pray that you would help us to know in a world where anything can happen, would you come and help us to know how we can have peace? And would you help us to know how we can be, that you came to be God with us? And I ask for that grace, God, today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. In John 14, 27, Jesus said this. He said, peace I leave with you. He goes, my peace, my peace, I give to you. He goes, I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. See, it's really interesting. When Jesus says, I'm going to give you my peace, because Jesus went through it, man. That's what we talked about last week. He was God with us. He's been tempted. He struggled. He was abused. He was crucified. He knows what it is to have people be against him and to be surrounded in a world that's completely lost. And so what he's saying, though, is I can give you my peace in the midst of a world like this. And so he says, and it's not like the world gives, because you guys, the world offers us peace and it takes peace away. I mean, the things that we try to get from this world to give us peace are the same things that can be gone in an instant, and then we lose our peace. So I, isn't it good news to know that Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you my peace, and it's not as the world gives. And then in John 16, he says, I've told you these things so that in me... In me, you may have peace. Because in this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So how do we have peace? Here's the answer, you guys. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. So my question for you this morning is, is God's favor resting on you? Do you have his favor resting on you? Do you know that you have God's favor today? Because when you do, you will have peace. So here's the first thing that Christmas does for us, you guys. We have peace with God. (laughs) That's what happens. You get peace with God. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, it says this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's eyes, uh, in God's sight by faith... We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. What do you guys... This is the good news that Jesus Christ came. He, has, is he said, I'm, I've come to be a savior to you. And one of the first things he's going to do is he says, I'm going to take care of what's separating you from God, and I'm going to have you now come and be at peace with God. So you guys, the, wor- the reason, the Bible's answer for the reason that the world is so broken is because we're disconnected from God and we're disconnected from him, then we are all around here trying to figure out what what the right thing is, and we can't help but think about ourselves. And when we do that, so much damage can happen to our souls. I know for me personally that when I'm caught up in my own junk, peace leaves my soul. Do you guys know that? I mean, when you can't help but think about your own situation... Man, I'm telling you, that's when peace just leaks away. And so one of the things that needs to happen is I need to get back connected to the God of the universe who created me and who loves me. And I need to start receiving the truth and the power of His Spirit in my life that tells me He is for me and He loves me and He's with me. And I need to know that there is nothing that I can do that all of my sin has been completely taken away by Jesus Christ so that I know that I am connected with God. I'm telling you what, the answer that the Bible gives, the way when the angels came and they said, peace on earth to all on whom his favor rests means that every person who's reconciled back to God can finally know I have peace with God. And once that happens, what that means is you know that no matter what happens in this world, He is with you and He is for you. And the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. And so now, and here's the other thing, that verse ends by saying that we can joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. I, let, me, let me just ask you this question. When stuff like this happens in our world around us, does anybody else just get a little bit glimmer of, of a hope for heaven? Anybody else get a hope for heaven? I, I mean, if, if, you, if, if in this world this is all we have, like the Bible says, we should be pitied more than anybody else. Because what the Bible says is there is a hope for a greater place where there is no more pain and where there is no more suffering. And one of the greatest things that can give us peace in this world is when we finally realize that this world is not all there is. This world is not all there is. And there is peace available to those moms and dads. And there is peace available to those kids. And it's the peace of God that can transform. It's beyond our understanding. But it can guard your heart and your mind in Christ. And that's why Jesus says, in me, you can have peace. All right? Now, I had to emphasize that more than I was going to because the first thing that happens is we have peace with God, but this message is God with us. And so now let me talk about this. Because if there's going to be peace on earth, you guys, the only way that happens is, is if you and I somehow get together on this deal, okay? And what I'm going to share with you, I I read this years ago, and I was shocked. I'm shocked by, by what I'm going to share with you today. And that is that when Jesus Christ came for Christmas, when he came as a savior of the world, he did not come just to have us find peace with God. Jesus Christ came so that we could actually have peace with each other. He did. And so the Bible, what Jesus' name was God, Emmanuel, right? Which, do, which does not mean God with me, right? And it's God with who? Us. And so somehow when a person finally has the favor of God rest on their heart, you know what happens? They become agents of peace around the whole world, and there can be peace on earth, all right? So I'm going to read uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Um, with you. And so you, you can grab your Bibles or open up on, on you Vision if you, or, yeah, if you want. Or, But I'm actually going to read from the message. And so I don't know if you, some of you are, who are new to Christianity right now, the, the message is a translation of Scripture that's in a very conversational style, just as I'm talking to you now. He, Eugene Peterson wrote this translation. And usually I teach from the New International Version or the New Living Translation. But this version today just is so heartfelt that i want to read from it okay so here we go you guys check this out peace on earth because we can actually have peace with each other all right look at this christ himself has brought peace to us to us god is with us so that we're now together on this both non-jewish outsiders and jewish insiders Now, real quick, let me remind you of this. Jesus Christ came as a Jewish man, okay? I don't know if you all know that. He came as a Jewish man to the Jewish people because in the whole Old Testament, the Jews knew that they were the chosen people. Now, when you're to the chosen people and everybody else is not the chosen people, right? How do you think the non-chosen people feel towards the chosen people? All right? There's just a little bit of tension, all right? In fact, there is a whole lot of tension. Jews and Gentiles... Hated each other The Jews thought they were better than everybody else And everybody else hated and despised them For feeling that way Alright There is major tension going on And here's what's crazy Is that Christ brought peace to us Both non-Jewish outsiders and Jewish insiders He tore down the wall that we used To keep each other at a distance Now, now, Now before we go on Let me ask you a question Because how many of you struggled with the Jewish-Gentile animosity this week? Anybody? Okay, I didn't think so. You don't need to raise your hand on this one. How many of you have a wall between you and somebody else that you're using right now between a brother or a sister or a wife or a husband or your children? How many of you have built a wall between you and somebody else in this church? See, when he comes here and he says, Jesus Christ tore down the wall that we used to keep each other at a distance. I can tell you this right now. If you are a follower of Jesus, and you are somebody who the peace of God, the, favor of, which the grace of God has come on your life, And you know that the only reason I have peace with God, it's because I'm such a sinner. I'm such a messed up person. It's not because I'm so good that God, I have peace with God now. You guys understand that? Like once you finally realize that you have peace with God, if you're a Christian today, and you have a wall that you're using to keep distance between you and somebody else, do you, need, you need to know today, Jesus Christ came to tear down the walls. And so, if you're not at peace with somebody in here right now, as a follower of Christ, that's not acceptable. Can we, can we just, do you hear me? It's not acceptable. And I know you might sit there, you might even have your arms crossed, and you might have a, a scowl on your face, and you can say, I don't, you don't know what that person did to me, <laughs> right? And then, you know what you need to do? You just need to take a moment and go look in the mirror and remember what you have done to Jesus. And how many times? And he forgave you. And he loved you. So when he says here, Jesus Christ tore down the wall that we used to keep each other at a distance. Look at this. He repealed the law code that had become so clogged with fine print and footnotes that it hindered more than it helped. And then he started over. Instead of continuing with two groups of people separated by centuries of animosity and suspicion, he created a new kind of human being, a fresh start for everybody. Oh my gosh. You guys, if you are in a relationship and you have this continual animosity and suspicion, where where it says, groups of people separated by animosity and suspicion... When Jesus Christ came, I'm going to just compound this into us, Christmas, God with us. He came so that we could have peace with God. But every person who truly has peace with God will fight for peace with each other. He came to get rid of the animosity. And here it is in verse 16. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. Christ brought us together through His death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace. And that was the end of the hostility. Guys, this is... this. You know how peace on earth is going to happen? How in the world is peace on earth going to happen? It's going to happen when people finally realize that the living God will offer you complete forgiveness with all the grace in the world no matter what you have ever done against Him. When you realize that because of the cross, because of Jesus' death and His sacrifice on your behalf, you can now live with God and He will live with you. When people finally embrace the gospel, the good news of Jesus, then all they can do is offer that to each other. You become agents of peace. And peace on earth is for all on whom his favor rests. So my question to you this morning, again, is do you have the rest in your soul because you know you have the peace of God? And once you have that, and then Christians in this room, once you've received the peace of God inside your soul. Is there really somebody else right now that you're building up a wall against? Is there really somebody else right now that you're holding things against that you won't accept, that you won't forgive? Are you really going to hold things against somebody else when Jesus Christ holds nothing against you? You guys following this? There's peace on earth for those on whom his favor rests because those people Will now be brought back together As this verse says Christ brought us together Through his death on the cross And this is what's amazing He goes on to say The cross got us to embrace And that was the end of the hostility Christ came and he preached Peace to you outsiders And peace to us insiders He treated us as equals And so he made us equals Through him we both share The same spirit And we have equal access to the Father See, here's how this works, you guys. I know right now that if you're holding something against somebody else right now, it's because somehow you actually think you're better than they are. That, that The only way that you can hold something against somebody else is if you think you're better than they are. But I'm telling you, the gospel makes you realize I'm not better than anybody. <laughs> I, I, I am a total mess and God loves me. <laughs> When that happens, then you can offer other people who are a total mess the same love. You guys following me? That is how peace comes on this earth, through people on whom his favor rests. Verse 19, he says this. That's plain enough, isn't it? (laughs) That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. God is building a home. I, I love watching everybody at the end of that video, just going, I'm so-and-so in K2's home, and K2's my home and K2's my home. K2's my home. I'll be home for Christmas. Right? Right? Why did that song get written? Because there's something... I remember, I remember, man, like for me, I'm never home in Michigan. I'll never... I'll, as long as I'm here, I will never again be home for Christmas. I, I remember I really missed that initially. There's something about home. It's where you belong. How cool is this that the good news is for all the people? And I don't care if you own a tattoo shop I don't care if you've wandered around the country and tried to find a place where it's your place. I don't care if you have sinned like a banshee. I don't care if you've denied God. I don't care what any of your background is. God is saying, I'm building a home. (laughs) You know how I'm building this home? I'm building it through people who've received my peace. And when that person runs into another person who has received my peace, they offer it to each other and we become a home. And look at this. He says he's using us all, irrespective of how we got here and what he's building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation, and now he's using you. (laughs) You. He's fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God, all of us. There it is. God is with us. And we all are being built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. You guys, one of the coolest things about Christmas is God was not just redeeming us to himself. He was redeeming us to each other. He was saying, you know what, you guys? You should love one another. And now you can because I'm inside you and I've poured my love and my peace in you and I'm creating a home. And you guys, I guess that's all I just want to say is K2, the church, exists to try to help people come home. Peoples whose souls have no peace need the peace of God. And they need his favor to rest on them. How many of you guys, anybody seen The Hobbit yet? I know it just came out. Four or five? How many of you have read The Hobbit? How many of you have read The Hobbit? Okay, it's crazy how many people have read it. Listen, I'm not going to give it away, okay? By the way, I can't give the story away because there's like three movies in one book, all right? So I don't even. I can't even remember what happens in the next two. But let me just share with you one cool little scene. There's this hobbit, Bilbo Baggins, right? And hobbits like to play it safe, okay? They like to eat a lot. They like to hang out, smoke their pipe, and read books, okay? And you know what Bilbo Baggins is offered? He's offered a chance to go on and... An adventure! How perfect for our church, right? Because that's what we're saying we can offer you. Now, here's what's crazy. So, Bilbo Baggins goes on an adventure with 13 dwarfs. All right? And in the middle of this, I'm not going to give the whole story away, but there's one scene where, in the middle of this, all these battles have happened and all this tension. And the dwarfs look at Bilbo and they say, What are you still doing here? You're not one of us, you're not a warrior. You're not a fighter. We can't believe that you're still here. Why haven't you just abandoned us? And Bilbo says this. He goes, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I want to go home. But then I realized you don't have a home. And I want to help you find one. It's a great line. I want to go home. But I realized you don't have one. And I want to help you get one. You guys, when you've received the peace of God, you've got a home. Jesus, in fact, said, I'm going away to prepare a home for you. I have a home. But while I'm here, I'm here for one reason, and so are you, every one of you Christians. I'm here to give the peace of God that I've received to every person that I run into. And Christians, the church is supposed to be a place where we accept one another, where we forgive each other, where we sacrifice for each other. Let's look at what Jesus said, and I'll close with this. Jesus said it, put it this way, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then he says this, by this, if you guys, if we would love each other here and offer each other this, he goes, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And then in John 17, he says, if we, you and I, could be in complete unity with each other, listen, this is crazy, then the world will know two things. He says, that you have sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. You guys, let me just, God is with who? Us. How is peace going to enter the world? Through those on whom his favor rests. I am at peace with God because of what Jesus did for me. (coughs) And now I'm going to offer you the exact same thing that I've received from God. And here's what he says. If the church would love each other that way, then the world... Remember, who's, who's it for? Who's the good news for? all the people then the world will know two things that Jesus Christ came from the Father somehow Jesus said if we would actually love each other and offer peace to one another then the whole rest of the world would believe that Jesus Christ came from the Father and, 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 and I think it's things like Newtown that helped me realize that maybe that's true <clears throat> because what if there was a community of people who really loved each other and offered peace and were offering peace to people's souls then the rest of the world would go maybe that's the answer You see how that works? So one thing that could happen is that people would know that Jesus Christ came from the Father. Here's the second thing he says would happen. That the whole world would know that they were loved in the same way that the Father loved Jesus. If we would be agents of peace, if God was with us, then the whole world would start to find out that they too are loved. So can I challenge you today? Do you have a wall up between anybody? Especially in your family or in this church? Do you see now that Jesus came to tear that wall down? Do you see now that he came to give you his peace so that you could offer peace to each other? Do you see now that he came to forgive you of all of your sin, to redeem you to God, but also that anybody who's actually brought back to God will also be an agent of peace to each other? And that right there is God's plan to bring peace on this earth. It's very, very cool. All right? Let me close in prayer, and while I do greeters, why don't you come forward? God, thank you so much that for any of us in this room who've heard the good news and who've received Jesus Christ and who believed in him and put our faith in him, that you have considered through faith that all of us are completely saved of our sin, that all of our sin is completely wiped out and that we are reconciled to you, God. Thank you for that. Thank you that we have peace with you. And God, may that favor rest on us so that we can offer that same favor to each other in this place. Thank you, God, that you didn't come just to be with me. You came to be with us. Help us to understand and deeply be committed to that. In Jesus' name, amen.